Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your cause upon Hello there, Edwin. Hey, Andrew. It is the first day of February. Can you believe that? I cannot. We have been in 2021 for a month. That's exactly right. And here it is Monday, February 1, and we are looking at the book of Psalms. I guess it must be about our mm, 23rd week in the Psalms. Let's see here. One Psalm a week. We're on Psalm 23. I think that works out. I love it when my math checks out. Let's uh, let's do Psalm 23. English Standard Version, Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What do you think, Edwin? Do you think this is probably the best-known psalm? I think absolutely. If, if people have memorized a psalm, mm-hmm. it's probably this one. Why do you think that is? It's comforting. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. It's this beautiful imagery and this, this opening statement, the Lord is my shepherd. Yeah, is absolutely comforting. It, it is so comforting, even though few of us have experienced that kind of shepherding. <laughs> few of us have thought through what that means about what I am as a sheep. <laughs> Hey, that's a great point. We are removed from an agrarian society, and so while we appreciate this pastoral imagery, it's not like we spend that much time with sheep. I think there's something about hearing the Lord is my shepherd that is comforting and emotive that hearing the Lord is my rock mm-hmm. does not. I don't, I, I, saying well, that right the Lord is my that. fortress, my tower, my All refuge. All these images we've seen before are hard. Hard, hard. Yes. Even though they—, they are comforting to know that God is protecting us and he is a solid foundation. It's a different kind of strength. When you think about a fortress or a rock, okay, cannot be moved. And we need that. We absolutely need that. But this shepherd idea is not just strength, not just brute power, but also I think an exercising of that power for my good. I believe the shepherd is on my side. And so that has become very comforting. I think it's also become well-known just because of the mention of the valley of the shadow of death has prompted this psalm to be very often presented at funerals. You know, I think you're right. And yeah. so it's it's often read at this time where people desperately need comfort, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's it's just gotten locked into that that subconscious that place bomb. that says I am comforted. Even yeah. even when I'm going to a funeral, I am comforted. And I actually want to be surprised, even as you read that this morning, if some people thought back to some loved ones. I know the last time I read this psalm. I know the last time I heard this psalm, and it was a sad time. Yeah, yeah. but it provides comfort. That's right. It provides comfort right. in going through the valley of the shadow of death. Though, I have to tell you, I am not convinced that the valley of the shadow of death in this psalm actually refers to facing death or even being around someone who has died. Yet, because of that imagery and how it's brought to us, it has anchored this as a psalm 
of comfort. And mm-hmm. so when we hear the Lord is my shepherd, it just puts me in a place of comfort. E- even when really terrible, awful things are happening mm-hmm. in my life, even when I'm facing difficulties, hearing that the Lord is my shepherd is a wonderful reminder. Uh, frankly, I'm glad we're talking about this psalm right now. I need it. Well, I do too. I, I need. Think a lot of us need some <laughs> need some shepherding. I guess we ought to notice the um, the heading, a psalm of David. And so here's one of these psalms attributed directly to David. Um, let, let me and, cut in on you with, on that because remember okay. we've, we've pointed out that Psalm of David doesn't necessarily mean he wrote it. It could mm-hmm. mean it's a tribu- it's, It could mean that it's dedicated to him or in the style of David. Yeah. But I find it interesting that most people, when they read this, because of David's connection to sheep and shepherding in his youth, very few people question whether this one was written by David. Well, that's where I was going to go. I was going to say this oh, sorry. passage. From, uh, you know, being a sheep keeper and a shepherd himself to then the idea of, of a banquet and a host of a table, right, from pasture to palace. That's the journey of David. Oh, yeah. Uh, I know we're going to dig into that in our conversation, but yeah, this this would be one of the ones that I bet most people would say, oh, yeah, David, all the way. Very, very <laughs> little question about whether this is from David or not. There were some, as I studied in preparing for our conversations, that believed they saw a maturity in this psalm that could not fit not only a young person, but even someone who was king of a young nation. I think they're overthinking. I think an individual can have some maturity, even if the nation doesn't have the maturity yet. And I think that's exactly where David was. Well, fair enough. I I appreciate, I read some commentary along those lines as well, but just saying that there is a... uh, there is a, a kind of a looking back over a life oh, yeah. that goes along with this, which is something really only can do after a few years to say, oh, sure enough, God was guiding me, maybe even in those shadow of death times. Yes, yeah, certainly. Um, when I when I picture it in David's life, and I, I know uh, one of the things I want to talk about later in the week, we'll, we'll hit this a little bit more, but I certainly don't see this as something he wrote while he was a shepherd boy. Correct. Yeah, I don't either. I, I this this does have maturity to it. This does have I've been through the experiences and it has the it has the maturity of I'm now looking back mm-hmm. over these things and looking, you know, in the middle of it. So when I was in the middle of the valley of the shadow of death, it's hard mm-hmm. to have this kind of maturity in the middle of the valley of the That's shadow it. of death. That's it. it. It's hard to have this kind of maturity when my soul needs the restoration. It's hard to have this kind of maturity when the enemies are looking over my shoulder. But now that I've gotten through that, I'm able to look back. Now that I've experienced some of that, I'm able to look back and say, oh, the shepherd was with me. He was with me every step of the way. And and I can take comfort in that. And, and there comes a point at which now I carry that with me through the rest of my days. Well, yeah, I was going to say, and it ends with such a beautiful place of both peace and confidence about tomorrow, which I know a lot of people are longing for. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Um, when we're in the valley of the shadow of death, we may really question the end result and are we going to get where we want to be? But that is not where this psalm ends. This mm-hmm. psalm ends with blessing, dwelling in the house of the Lord forever. Well, even looking back and seeing the tough times, mm-hmm. it has a confidence that says, yeah, I went through some hard times, mm-hmm. but he was with me the entire way. Why would I go to anyone else? 
It makes God real. I mean, this corresponds with reality and our human experience, that even a great king like David did not get a pass on hardships in life, right? And the real God was there for real life and what he was facing. There, there's kind of an underlying thing here, and, and before we get too far afield just on today, I do want to home in on the Lord is my shepherd, because it, it takes us through this picture of shepherding. I shall not want. Mm. I won't lack anything. I have a shepherd who provides for me. And left to my own devices, I would be wanting. Yes. If I was a sheep, I'd probably just be wandering off and be hurting and not know uh, what to do about that. But I have a great shepherd. And this is really powerful because in this psalm, it moves from talking about the shepherd to talking to the shepherd. Mm. And to me, it's, it's almost as I envision this, that you've got this sheep who's just bounding with excitement about how wonderful his shepherd is. And he's bragging to the other sheep and he's talking to the sheep in the on the other side of the fence. God, Guys, you, you wish you had my shepherd. And it's it's such a he's so excited about it that he finally just can't help but turn to the shepherd and talk about how talk to the shepherd about how amazing he is and, and just and just praise to him. And then it shifts in the metaphor, but it's like he's so excited talking to his shepherd, he can't stop but turn around and talk to everybody else about how great he is. Again, it's it's like this this bounding excitement that cannot be silenced. We'll talk to anybody who will listen about how wonderful his shepherd is. Because I won't want. He provides me everything I need. And one of the great aspects of that maturity, it's not that he's provided me everything I've ever wanted. It's I've come to realize that everything he has provided is all I need. Mm, and, that's and a I, great thought. I have that comfort. He makes me lie down in green pastures. So Philip Keller writes this, A Shepherd Looks at Psalm 23. And I really enjoyed the book. I don't agree with every aspect of it. I've, mm-hmm. I've kind of moved away from his entire idea. But he really helped me understand this idea of lying down in green pastures because sheep are pretty skittish. Mm. And it takes a lot to get them to actually lie down. They don't want to lie down. Well, they want to stay up because they're scared. They want to be ready to run. And so what you have to do is get rid of their fear of predators. You have to get rid of the competition between the sheep. And then you have to make them comfortable in the sense that, okay, I can lie down in safety. And so this says a lot about the shepherd. I can lie down because I know my shepherd is protecting me. There's enough pasture for me. I'm not competing with others for it. Yes. There's not predators that are going to pounce on me if I... If I let my own guard down. Exactly. He leads me beside still waters. A sheep would essentially drink anything that it can see, not knowing the difference between good, clear water versus muddied, parasite-infested water that's going to make him sick. But the shepherd leads him to the right waters, leads him to the waters that are healthy, that are refreshing, which, of course, gets us to he restores my soul. He refreshes, he renews. Now, this is one of the places where it's very comforting, but we might miss what's on the backside of this. Because if my soul needs to be restored, where is my soul sometimes? Hmm. Sometimes we're fallen. Sometimes I'm downcast. And of course, that's the thing that a sheep does. (laughs) It's amazing. A sheep can get nestled down and then start rolling over until finally it rocks off balance and its feet can't get back to the ground and it's just sitting there on its side with its I legs I remember kicking. reading that in that book as well and I thought I would not have guessed that. <laughs> <laughs> or or it's trying to get a tuft of grass that's up in a bush mm-hmm. and it pushes its way in and the uh, the brambles catch on the on the wool and it can't get can't out get and it's, out. it's straining and stretching until it finally wears itself out and just collapses. Mm. What does the shepherd do? The shepherd comes along and restores. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. 
I mean, with the picture of just a sheep, it's the idea of leading through through the paths that are straight, the paths mm-hmm. that are right, rather than going to false paths or or box canyons where you get boxed in. Mm-hmm. It's he's going to lead us in the good paths, but but here's why we can trust him because it's for his name's sake. And this this is an interesting thing about the Lord our God, especially as our shepherd. He takes care of his sheep because his reputation depends on how he takes care of his sheep. I can't help but also think in different times, I think about Moses particularly, when he would uh, intercede on behalf of Israel. Let's talk about some in Deuteronomy. And uh, when God wants to destroy the nation Israel, Moses reminds them, for your name's sake, you need to perpetuate them. Yes. You know, lest the enemy say you've brought them out of here to to destroy them. Somehow it would reflect poorly upon God. And so this is about your glory to keep this word and to labor with this stubborn people for and, your name's sake. And Moses's maturity is demonstrated by the fact that he is actually more interested in the glory for the Lord's name mm-hmm. than for his own name. Mm-hmm. Because in those moments when Moses is making that case the strongest is when God has said, get out of the way, I'm going to wipe them out, I'm going to create a new yeah, people start with, with you, you mm-hmm. not only as the prophet, but as the patriarch. And Moses is concerned about the name of the Lord. Here we see that same thing. This sheep recognizes that I can trust him because... This is not just about his intelligence or his skill. It's, a, it's about his reputation, which he wants to protect and preserve. And then even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So we've got two tools here, right? The rod and the staff? The rod and the staff. Now, are these tools to comfort an animal? <laughs> well... <laughs> Um, sometimes, sometimes, but not always. <laughs> is that uh, maybe yes, maybe no? Well, so the staff is a very comforting tool, especially because it guides. And, and here, notice, this is in the valley of the shadow of death. And I, I intimated this a few moments ago when I pointed out that I'm not sure this actually refers to facing my death, but rather is an idiom that's talking about how dark the valley is. Mm-hmm. It is as dark as death. As dark as the grave. As dark as the grave. It's sure. like being in the tomb. This is how dark it is. Now think, when it's that dark, what's the problem between me and my shepherd? I can't see him. I can't see him. And uh, I might fear because Mm -hmm. I can't see him. I can't sense his presence. But his rod and his staff comfort me. That kind of darkness, not only can I not see him, I can't see anything else. That's right. You know, to wrap back around to the idea of the skittishness and the the concern of predators and all of this. And so a comforting use of the staff would be to guide me, Mm -hmm. would be to guide me. But sometimes a not so comforting use might be to grab me and yank me back. Now, was the rod, that was kind of the weapon for the shepherd? Is that it? The to... rod, on the other hand, yeah. yeah. It's it's like this thing that, it's the comforting use is there's the wolf, uh-huh. and he takes the rod and he chucks it at the wolf and sends the wolf scattering, but the not-so-comforting use is here are the sheep starting to get into a budding competition, mm-hmm. and the rod is swung at the sheep to get them to back away from each other. Discipline the sheep as or, well with the rod. Or I'm starting to stray away, and the rod is sent flung through the air to hit me in the backside to mm-hmm. bring me back. Mm-hmm. So there's the disciplinary. So yeah, mm-hmm. there's some comforting sides of it, but it's not always comforting. Sometimes yeah. it's kind of painful. But, but what I've learned is that it is comforting because it's always used for my good. And it's dark, and I can't see you, but I know you're there. Mm-hmm. My daughter Trina makes the, the statement that um, nobody's actually afraid of being alone in the dark. We're afraid that we're not alone in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> that's and, perceptive. And, but th- that's this thing here. I, as a sheep, I'm not afraid 
of yeah. that because I, even though I can't see him, I maybe can't even feel him. I know he's there because I know there's the rod and the staff and it's comforting. The Lord is my shepherd. He never leaves us and he never forsakes us. We're so glad that you've joined us today as we have begun our discussion of Psalm 23. Let us know what you're reading in the Word of God. Send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Our great God and Father, we thank you, Lord, so much for the day you've given us. We are encouraged by this Word and this Scripture. You are our shepherd. We don't fear and we don't want. You are so great. Father, I just pray that we might trust you in whatever darkness or difficulty we find ourselves in this day. You've not left us. You've not forsaken us. You bring us home to be with you forever. To your glory, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. I really appreciated when I read the book, uh, The Shepherd Looks at the 23rd Psalm. I'm trying to remember. Um, ah, now I can't remember the fellow's name who oh, wrote that. K. It's either like Kelly or Keller or something like that. Is yeah. it Philip Keller, maybe? Philip Keller, yeah, I think that's it. We're afraid that we're not alone in the dark. <laughs> that's and, perceptive. That's, and, that's very M. Night. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 